is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. It is a somewhat damp morning in my corner of Ohio, and on the line with me I've got Eric. Eric, how's it going? Thought it's um it's mildly damp, um, but the looks like everything is drying up. So all is well on this wonderful podcast morning or afternoon Good. or evening, wherever you are, whenever you exactly. are. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's the same time for me as it is for you, Eric, as we're recording this, which makes it morning, but I, I get where you're coming from because we don't know when people are listening to this. So that's that's fair. Todd, um, you don't know when I'm listening to this. All right. I could be listening That's fair. to this later. I'm talking just directly to myself, and you might not be talking okay. to the actual Eric Kersey you're, you know, that's recording. You're talking to the Eric Kersey, the listener. That's uh, June 15th at um, 2.15 p.m. So, Well, hello, future Eric. There. Now I'm talking Thank to you. you as well. There. Now we're all on the same page. Good deal. Thank um, you. So speaking of insanity, uh. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit. <laughs> I'd like to. You and I discussed this. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, the satanic panic that that took place in in the the eighties ish time frame. Um, I've got a, a very personal connection and impact to that uh, from my upbringing, uh, which I, I've touched on lightly here in the uh, on the podcast before, and I think you've got some some similar experiences. And that's 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 the direction we're going this morning, just to make it make it fun. I'm sorry, that's the direction we're taking this June 15th at 2:15 p.m. Uh, the official podcast uh, day. Future. There we go. That's right. That's right. Um, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm hoping this is episode 666, but I don't think we're we're that far into the uh, into the up. Uh, you know, the episode. I mean. But, I mean, not really, but you know, I can I can easily call it that, and we can just screw up the whole episode number and scheme. wouldn't Wouldn't be the strangest thing to happen on the podcast, but we'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge no. and get to it. Um. So yeah, uh, for 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 those who who may not be aware or weren't alive at the time or were just not not a part of that sort of culture, um, to give a little background, there was a there's a chunk of time in the 80s uh, that a lot of folks refer to as the Satanic Panic which is basically when there were a fair number of people, uh, largely the, the sort of evangelical community, um, looked at society, thought that there was a lot of things wrong, and were looking for, for reasons for it, and started to point to various things that were going on in, in, in society and culture at the time, and said, ah, well, these are the works of the devil. They are corrupting our children. We must stop these things. Uh, and for me personally, the two big hitters on that list were rock and roll music and Dungeons and Dragons, um, and by extension, kind of all role-playing games, uh, of, of the like. Um, anything, Eric, is there anything on your end that I, that I'm missing? Like, those are the two that hit me personally. Yeah. Were, were there any other well, things that, that you feel fall into that same sort of category? Yeah, there were definitely some television shows. Now, I don't know if it's as radical as oh, our yeah. mother and father, and, and probably more so the the, the first, um, right. played. But there were definitely, definitely some movies 
and and or television shows that were also in that same vein. Um, and right. I think it, you know, and I really wasn't much aware of the 80s as much, although I'm an 80s child, you know, obviously. Right. I remember more into the 90s, and it did bleed into the early 90s in a maybe not so much the Dungeons and Dragons and music. Uh, the music was still kind of there. I don't, you know, but the television for sure, because I have some, you know, situations where um, there was a blacklist of television shows or channels oh, for yeah. that matter. Where oh, yeah. Now, they all had various reasons, but, like, my wife still kind of looks at me and says, really? When there were some some shows that I was, um, we we're not allowed to watch. So, um, yeah, but oh, yeah. So, so there was, you know, most things in popular culture. We're being questioned or brought to question, <laughs> right? Unless they had that like Jesus fish stamp of approval, so <laughs> right, um, right. So yeah, but I think you probably dealt with the first wave and maybe the more radical and, and extreme because I did get to witness some, and 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 I even recently watched a YouTube video called Hell Bells, which I remember oh, having yeah. to watch at church which was oh, yeah. a John Stossel light um, style, like, uh, reporter. <laughs> and honestly, just picking the weirdest little clips of the most obscure bands that were obviously into the occult, because that's these obscure bands, and making out, right. like, all popular music was this, you know, <laughs> devil-worshipping, you know, Heavy metal group. So that was, oh, I yeah. mean, honestly, that 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 sums up. If you watch that, that sums up the panic and the way the propaganda of the time was going. So you got to live it firsthand through actual real people. I kind of lived it secondhand, and and it slowly faded off to the point where you know I didn't have to deal with much. So I'm super excited to hear your perspective. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. Then I, I I will I will do my best to live up to that uh, that expectation. Yeah, I guess for me it started more with the with the, the rock and roll side of things because um, you know I I was I, you know I grew up mainly in the '80s you know listening to all the the, the one hit wonder pop songs the of of the '80s um, and those apparently were not a problem at least not at the time because I was listening to the radio and all that was good and groovy. There was some point um, I want to say probably around '87 or so. Um, which roughly coincided with the the point in time where we kind of moved from out in the country to, to into into the, into town, uh, yeah. basically walk, walking true. distance to a church. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so you know the the folks have had always been religious in in some context. Like I, I I can't remember a time when I was alive as a child that we didn't go to church on Sunday. And and that's and again that's fine and and I, and I guess nothing that I'm I'm about to say uh, is meant as any direct slam against the faithful. Like everybody has their beliefs and they're they're you know they're they're allowed to have their beliefs. Start to take a bit of an exception when you start to enforce your beliefs on other people. But that that that's maybe uh, a bit out of scope for for where we're going on this uh, just right now. But when uh, we moved into you know to a location where church was walking distance. It, it became more frequent, and you know, Eric, you probably remember this. You know, there there was a point in life where, you know, we went first thing Sunday for Sunday school, which was followed by the Sunday service, 
you'd go home, have lunch, do whatever, um, you know, have dinner, and then go to Sunday evening services. And then oh, yeah. there were, and then, you know, like clockwork, tw- twice on Sunday, uh, Wednesday evening, they had a, they had a midweek service, which also normally incorporated the youth group situation for, for folks my age at the time. Um, and that was like the bare minimum. Like, yeah, you were going to go to yeah. church three times a week. And if they happened to have any other events going or, or special sessions or whatever, you, you, you could count on we were going to be there, um, you know, to a certain degree, yeah. whether we wanted to or not. Because, um, you know, you're young and you, you live under your parents, you know, rules. And they're like, hey, it's Tuesday. There's a special whatever. You're going to church. Let's go. Um, I don't want to. Doesn't matter. Come on. Um, not while you're under my roof, you know, kind of a thing. That, absolutely. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and admittedly, there was a, there was a time there where I was, I was, I was pretty deep into it, uh, as well. I was, you know, born again and, and all about it. I remember in the eighth grade taking my Bible with me to school and, and, you know, proselytizing to, to the kids, you know, on the, uh, the playground, et cetera. Um, and it was around that time when uh, a buddy of mine, who was also, you know, born again, had these cassette tapes of, uh, and I can't remember who, who the preacher was or what the name of the series was, but it was basically this preacher who did a, a series on rock and roll music and why, why it's, you know, the devil's tool and why it's corrupting the youth. Um, and it was fascinating. Um, you know, I, I listened to these things over and over and over again, like, like entertainment. Uh, you know, it was it was sort of the satanic panic primer pre podcast of its day. You know, this 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 yeah. tape that he had he had dubbed off for me, and you know, I don't think it was quite as as obscure as as some of the stuff in Hell's Bells because like they're talking about like Led Zeppelin and and, and Black Sabbath and you know like ma- major popular groups, you know, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, and, and going on about, you know, all these things about, you know, how this is evil. And, and you know, there's there's some of it that, okay, I can I can see where you're coming from. I mean, the name of the band is Black Sabbath, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that, 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 you know, there are intentionally, you know, some, some occultish type references there. Uh, do I think that those guys were actually evil and actually trying to convert, you know, people to devil worship? No, that was just kind of their shtick. Um, but it doesn't matter. That's, that's what's coming across, you know. Um, that, that's, that's the first time I, I'd heard anyone imply that, you know, the band Kiss, uh, you know, that that stands for, uh, Knights in Satan's yeah. Service or, or, or Kings right. in Satan's Service, whatever. Uh, you know, and oh, they wear this makeup yeah. to look like, like mm-hmm. demons and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. like, I get where you're coming from. I don't necessarily believe you, but okay, fine. You know, and they'll, they'll play, you know, Stairway to Heaven and say, oh, well, that's blasphemous. And then they go the step further and go, oh, plus there's this thing backmasking where they, they record stuff backwards. And, and so you, you know, it hits you subconsciously to turn you into, you know, Satan. And there was a whole, a, a gazillion examples of all these hidden messages in the music, uh, you know, and, you know, apparently as part of the production, as part of the, you know, the, the sermon, dude had like a slide projector or whatever and was pulling up, you know, 
look at this album art. Oh my goodness, it's so evil. And look at this hidden, you know, devil here and this, you know, this this thinly veiled nudity and you know the sexualization and it's all you know against God's will and so forth. Which was tricky when you're listening to it on a cassette tape and can't see any of these album yeah. covers. I mean, as a as a bonus for me, Dad had a wicked sweet, awesome, extensive record collection. So I'd just peel downstairs, find the record, whip it, you know, pull it out, look at it, be like, oh, okay, I see what he's talking about. So I I could get those visual references. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, there was a point in time where I was drinking that Kool-Aid, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not good. I'm not listening to rock and roll. Um, And, you know, and that was fine, which I feel set an unfortunate precedent for me because once I was listening, you know, of course, I listened to these, and I loved them, and my mom heard me listening to them, and so she listened to them, which sort of fed the beast, Um, to where it got to the point to where, like, we no longer listen to to rock, rock and roll in the house. Which was a weird, which was a weird paradigm, considering that Dad was a rock and roll drummer with a aforementioned wicked sweet giant record collection, <laughs> and like he wasn't into the whole. What do you mean I can't listen? Like he didn't play by those rules. Like he was the exception, mm-hmm. <laughs> thankfully. Sure. Um, but like I had a radio. I was not there. You know there were there were stations on that dial. I was not allowed to tune into without getting in trouble. Um, oh, yeah. And like I said, at, at the be- in the beginning, I, I'm like, uh, I, that was, you know, I was in full agreement. As time passed and I got a little better perspective on life and started to look at things other than through a single lens, my, you know, opinion shifted, my thoughts and feelings on this, you know, turned. And I'm like, you know what, I'm, I, this, is a, this is nonsense. These are people, you know, being, you know, overreactive, and I think I am going to start listening to this stuff again. But at that point, it was too late. Um, you know, and that's why, you know, at, at a certain point, I, uh, I had cassette tapes of, you know, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, Black Sabbath, etc., uh, that my friends had dubbed off for me that were, you know, mislabeled as, you know, different Christian rock bands or, you know, I, I, I still vividly remember my copy of Physical Graffiti from Led Zeppelin. I had labeled in, you know, elvish runes so that it wasn't clear what it was, but, you know, and I'd just go on walks with my Walkman and listen to it. Like, I couldn't listen to it in my room on speakers, because that's a dead giveaway. But, you know, eventually you just had to start sneaking around all of it. Kind of like you said, uh, you know, that, that also extended to the TV. Like, we had cable, but God help you if anyone found you watching MTV because that's just, yeah. you know, the devil. That's it. Um, you know, same for H1 because that existed back in the day. Um, you know. And it kind of persisted like that until I left home. Like, I was not really allowed to, to listen to rock. That was verboten, you know, forbidden. I guess you're, you're a decade behind me. Did any of that survive to, you know, <laughs> the fourth child? <laughs> uh, yes. Or did, yes, they, did they did. ease up? No, it did. No, 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 no. The church actually got worse because you're talking oh. about three times a week. And I remember specifically there was some type of prayer time on a Monday or a Tuesday. Youth was honestly on a whole separate day. And like, um, so there was, there was times by whew, maybe fifth, sixth, seventh grade where they were expecting me to go to church four or five times a week. So, Obviously, that is um, 
the cause for my rebellion because I was also in walking distance of home. And I remember multiple times I said, ah, I'm not doing this. And I would just get up and I'd and, and cause a fight and I'd walk home and I'd have to deal with the repercussions when I got home. But nonetheless, right. um, I was like done with this. But um, you are entirely correct in terms of uh, Channel 37 was MTV and we were not allowed to watch right. it. And right. like I remember the channel number because heaven forbid we watched it, you know, like so. Uh, and I remember, you know, probably it was 1995. And I remember actually getting into music. At the time, it was like hip-hop. I mean, Tupac and these people, you know, right. what was pop- popular in school and stuff. And I remember the video, California Love, and I remember watching it. And then as soon as I oh, yeah. came close, I'd flip up the channel and, and or what have you. So it did kind of carry on. And it really carried on in, in the movies and the shows, like I mentioned earlier, because I was obviously a Power Rangers kid. And for the right. it took me a lot of convincing that the Power Rangers were not new age. Um, that, that, yeah, yeah, that was the thing. So, I mean, luckily I got around and I was able to watch Power Rangers, but we were not allowed to watch things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because, um, because Splinter or whatever, you know, was teaching this, you know, um, you know, nonsense, I guess, you know, maybe, maybe you're not allowed to do, you know, um, karate or, or or what have you i can't remember the exact determination well, of why that was one you know a, but a lot of the a lot of the martial arts have sort of a mysticism yes, sort of an eastern it. philosophy bent to yep. it and oh yeah that was antithesis to yeah no i i it doesn't actually make sense but i can see where the, those parallels would get drawn and oh, that yeah. would be stricken from the the capacity to watch no yeah. uh the, the most the most ridiculous was smurfs because of course smurfs are actually oh, aborted yeah. babies um, that right. was the most ridiculous of all, um, not allowed to watch. And then there were some weirdo wins, like we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. And, and that might just be yeah. because the humor was different. But um, yeah. we were not allowed to watch Roseanne because the mom and dad uh, fought and were mean to each other. <laughs> Married with children on the strike. Married with, yep. The, Those are the two so that spring to my mind. The Simpsons and, and Married with Children. Yeah. I'm, I'm and like, I'm, you know, you do not watch these. These are, these are, these are impure. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, sure. Um, so that was, uh, so that did kind of bleed out. So it wasn't even just all new age stuff, although that was primarily the reason why um, some of the shows I was able to watch, which, which right. I think we'll, we'll take a um, quick break here. We come back, we'll talk about the, probably the more uh, heinous act of um, stopping you from playing the game you love. So. Exactly. No, that, let's do that. And we are back, and we were talking about uh, the shows we were not allowed to watch on the MTV, the horrible MTV, um, and and the shows just in general we weren't allowed to watch. Um, but now let's talk about the game we were not allowed to play. Todd? Yes. Yes. And and again, I, I don't know that this necessarily ever impacted you, but this, this had a major impact on my my, my youthful situation. Um, and they, and that, that goes to, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. So, I mean, I remember as a tiny, tiny child, like 79, 80, you know, kind of a, kind of a time frame. I remember going into the local, like, toy store and they had a, you know, a, a display up of the books and the dice and all that stuff. 
And I remember being fascinated by, you know, the first time I set eyes on a 20-sided die. Because, you know, growing up, you play board games, all the, all the dice are the standard, you know, Yahtzee dice, you know, the six-siders you're familiar with. And here's this, you know, brightly colored plastic thing that's got all these facets and whatever, you know. And I, I remember flipping through, like, the monster manual, looking at the, the pictures of all the, you know, the, the centaurs and the pegasus and the, the dragons and this, that, and the other thing. And don't remember catching a bunch of flack about it and, you know, set them back and went on with my life and years passed without even thinking about any of this stuff. Um, and then they eventually had a, a cartoon, a Saturday morning cartoon, Dungeons and Dragons. And there was another one called Dragon Slayer. And those were like, nope, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to watch those. Those, those are, you know, those are, those are the devil. Okay. And I, again, didn't think much about it until I got into about the eighth grade which, again, sort of coincided with my my personal sort of Jesus period and or when the the evangelistic nonsense in the house started to ramp up. Um, and a buddy of mine uh, wanted to start playing the Star Wars role-playing game, which, for those not super familiar with, with you know, role-playing games and whatnot. It's, it's, the easiest thing to say is it's D&D, but instead of, you know, being a wizard and fighting dragons, you're, you know, a member of the Rebel Alliance fighting against the Empire. It's, it's, it's playing Star Wars with rules. Um, and obviously I've been a Star Wars person my whole life, and I was super into this, but in the back of my head, it's like, it's a role-playing game. It's like D&D. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away with this or whatever. And kind of like I imagine with you and the convincing you had to do to be able to watch Power Rangers, yeah. I had to go into full tilt sales mode to convince them, hey, Mike and I are going to play this, this Star Wars game. It's a role-playing game. You, you just tell stories and roll dice. And, like, there was there was enough there where it connected the dots to where, like, oh, this is like D&D. And I'm like, no, no, this is not. It's, you know, no. That that D and D's evil. This is this is pure. This is good. You, we like Star Wars. Remember, Star Wars is an epic allegory of good versus evil. It's, it's just like the Bible, like full tilt sales mode. Um, to which you know they they eventually said, yeah, okay, sure. Um, and I played a lot. Like you know, wake up, go to school, come home from school, grab a snack, go to Mike, play Star Wars five days a week. You know, and on the weekend, yeah. whenever there was time, you know. And I think they got a little concerned, you know, because I was spending so much time doing this thing. Which, again, in retrospect, oh, your son's going to his friend's house to hang out in his basement and tell stories and roll dice. Would you prefer he be running the streets, catching things on fire, drinking, doing drugs? Oh, you'd rather that than him go to the basement and tell stories? Okay, there's something wrong mm -hmm. with this picture. But, yeah. you know, that's... That, that's not the lens through which, you know, it was viewed at the time. And so, you know, they, they got a little concerned there, but still didn't stop me. And there was a point where, because Mike also had the original, you know, D&D books, and there were a couple of other guys that we played with, they were like, hey, let's, let's shift gears and do that. And at the time, I'm like, mm, well, I know I'm not allowed to, which doesn't necessarily stop me. I'm just going up the mic, hanging out in the basement, telling stories, rolling dice. They don't know which stories I'm telling or what, you know, what shape the dice are in. I can totally get away with this. But I've heard a lot of things about how, you know, the game is very occultish. And, you know, will, you know, 
can can make you, you know, make bad choices and start to worship the devil. And the guys are like, dude, are you serious? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I've never played. This is just what I've heard. And they're like, this is not what this is. Here, watch us play, and you'll see this is the same thing as playing Star Wars with, you know, slightly different rules. And no one's dressing up. No one's grabbing a sword. No one's going into the steam tunnels, you know, whatever. And so eventually I'm like, you know what? You're right. Everything I've been told about this is bullshit. Let's do this. Um, and I guess to, 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 to give, you know, folks the, a little more background on why certain folks thought D&D was just the absolute worst, where most of the misconceptions and stereotypes come from. Um, and I don't remember the names or the specific dates, so you'll have to, you know, bear with me on this. The, the, the gist of the story I can get across, and if you want, you just... Just Google Satanic Panic Dungeons and Dragons and you can find all sorts of things. But basically, there were a, there were a string of incidences that made the news back in, you know, mid, the mid 80s of troubled youths who happened to also play Dungeons and Dragons and got themselves in trouble. Um, in you know there there were some suicide there there were, I mean I don't want to make light of no, of suicide no. or no, no, issues no. or whatever but there were a couple of high profile cases of you know a, a young person who you know there were a variety of things like some of them were doing drugs some of them just you know their their you know their girlfriend just broke up with them you know they're failing at school they had a bunch of stuff going on that ultimately, you know, resulted in them, you know, taking their life or, or making, you know, other poor choices to that degree. Uh, unfortunately, they also happened to play Dungeons & Dragons. Like, the, one of the more famous ones is this, this college student, uh, you know, was, was playing D&D with a group, and, and they, they ended up making a, I think it was a made-for-TV movie called uh, Mazes and Monsters, Tom Hanks in it. I, I recently tried to watch oh. that. Oh my goodness, it is horrible. Um, okay, all right. I'll have to. I'll have to find that now, just because. <laughs> oh no! Try, try. Like I, I'm familiar with what it is and, and why it's so relevant to this kind of a thing. I couldn't make it all the way through. It's like, oh, oh. Wow, wow. Okay, you you got this wrong, and it's just not super great. But Tom Hanks is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I would never besmirch Mr. Hanks. But the rest of that production is is oof, rough. But you know this guy, you know he 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 played D and D with his friends, you know, and he you know had feelings for this 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 girl, and that didn't go well, and some other things, and he wasn't exactly quite right in the head to begin with. And there were points where they, as a group, decided, hey, rather than hang out in the dorm and play, you know, there are these steam tunnels under the college. Let's go muck around in those, um, you know. And there was some other stuff that went down, and dude basically kind of, like, ran away. Like, he just dropped off the map. You know, this is the 80s, so you didn't have, you know, cell phones or tracking sure. technology, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, you, you, you you know. And so, you know, his mom gets this private investigator to look into things, and he's trying. they're trying to find clues as to where he is. And they, like, they find, like, his D&D &D maps and his D&D &D books and his, you know, character sheets and notes. And draw the conclusion that, well, obviously, he's into the occult and has gone off to, you know, 
do do whatever. And that's the thing that made headlines. I mean, it comes out a couple weeks later. No, he had just kind of gotten overwhelmed with things and, like, went off to Texas. And, like, two weeks later, like, shows back up. He's like, hey, I'm back. What? What? No, I'm not a cult, not a member of a cult or whatever. You know what I mean? And, like, later, you know, things went south again. And, and you know, he like said him and there were some other folks who, you know, committed suicide and stuff. And everybody, you know, keeps going to, oh, well, they listened to rock and roll and they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Clearly, the devil had gotten into their, their souls and taken them down this path, you know, and just completely ignored, you know, the drug addiction, the, you know, existing mental instabilities, the, you know, all the other stuff. And they just latched on to this whole D&D thing, which is why, you know, particularly the, the 700 Club, which I'm sure we'll circle back to that here in a bit, um, and those sorts of programs really cling to, oh, this is this is the devil's tool. Parents, you absolutely must keep your children from engaging with this, or it will, you know, take them right to hell, uh, sort of a deal. So that's the context under which, you know, I started playing D&D, is, you know, all these, these rumors and, and propaganda against the game. And when I actually, you know, was exposed to it for real and saw how it actually worked, it's like, oh, this is just sitting around a table telling stories, rolling the occasional die. We, we don't actually dress up or learn how to actually cast spells or contact demons. Oh, I don't know why everybody's so upset. That's pretty stupid. Let's play. Um, you know, um, which, and I don't, I don't know if you would have any memories of this of your own, uh, again, given the 10-year delta between us. But there was a point in high school where, you know, I had actually assumed the role of the dungeon master and had taken all the books home and had, like, a hidey spot under the bed where I would stash them. And one day I didn't take them to school with me. And when I came home, you know, from school, went up to my room to, you know, break out the books to look through and, like, plan the next adventure, and the books were gone. And it was clear that Mom had, like, searched the room to find them. And I had confronted her, like, hey, you know been up my room, and she's and eventually it comes out that, yeah, I, the Lord told me to go check under your bed, sort of a thing, um, and all the, the, the blowback from that. Do you remember any of that, or were you young and blissfully ignorant? Yeah, I don't think I remember any of that. I, I, I remember through stories, and that's probably about it. I'm sure there was maybe when you were talking about dungeon books or whatever in a previous podcast. That I, I mean, so I'm familiar enough that this happened, but I don't think I remember any of that. Um, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, you'd have been like five or six at the time. Yeah. So no, that, it, it would surprise me if you did remember, but figured I'd ask. Yeah, I, I had bigger fish to fry on the, the morning cartoon. Not Smurfs, but that's, some of the others. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that turned into a whole, a whole thing. Um, you know, eventually, you know, I had to like name names as to who, who I was playing with. Um, and I'd like choose amongst my friends, like which ones am, do am I willing to basically not be allowed to associate with slash when my mom calls their parents, they aren't also going to get in trouble for playing because that was a thing. Like there were a couple of other guys we played with whose parents were either not aware that we were playing or if they did, if they were to find out we were playing, that would be problematic for them. So I'd basically cut my friend group in half. I mean, I still hung out with them at school. We still snuck out sure. to go hang out at Ron's. Uh, it's just, on paper, 
no one could know <laughs> sort of the thing. Um, yeah. And I guess that comes back around to round full circle to the, the 700 club, which for those who are not familiar, um, the 700 club <sighs> positioned itself as a sort of news program on, uh, I can't remember. It was, it was the Christian cable channel. Do you remember what that oh, was what? by any free chance? Um, I do. I don't remember exactly the name. I do know it later transitioned into ABC Family or Fox Family, um, and there was a long CBN maybe Christian Broadcasting Network. I don't know. Um, It could have been. It seems like it started with a T, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that's that important. But it was. It was Pat Robertson was a preacher who you know got got a, a Christian TV network together. Uh, and, and had this, like, I don't know if it was an hour or two hour sort of, you know, news-esque program where they would report on things with a, you know, decidedly evangelical Christian bent to them. And it was, it was sort of the Fox News of its day in that it's, it's going to say that it's news, but it definitely has a bias in a particular direction. And the people that watched it were all very much of, this is the source of the truth, and you can't trust anything else uh, that you're seeing in the news. Um, sort of an aura about it. It was ahead of its time in probably the worst ways, I guess yeah, I would yeah. say. Um, and, you know, Mom ate, ate that stuff up. And I guess quick oh, aside, sorry. you know, there, there, there's a lot of this story that seems to point back at Mom. Um and and just for the record, you know, I love mom and, and I honestly think that mom was just doing what she thought was right and, and trying to do the best for her and her family and her children at the time. I mean, I disagree with her on a lot of those things. Uh I, I disagreed, you know, very seriously at the time. But I, I don't hold any ill will and if anyone is taking away from this that oh Todd Todd hates his mom. That that nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, we weren't necessarily the best of buddies at this particular time because she was kind of the agent of keeping me from doing most of the things I wanted to do. But we're, we're over that. We're past that. And I just want to throw that quick aside out there, uh, you know. But the 700 Club, you know, they'd get on and talk about, oh, so-and-so just released a new album and here's how evil it is and why it is a tool of the devil. You know, this, 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 you know, I, I, I gotta think that the whole, you know, Smurfs are aborted babies and that's why you shouldn't let your children watch them came from the 700 Club or something like it. I gotta I think that, to. you know, it had, I you know, it all did. yeah. It all started. Oh, these teenage mutant ninja, ninja turtles. Uh-huh. Right. You know, I, I, I gotta think that's where a lot of this can, you know, I, I can't think of any other good reason why you would forbid the Simpsons or married with children other than somebody telling you, Oh, this is whatever. Um, sure. propaganda really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but when, when stories started to come out about these troubled youths across America and the connection with dungeons and dragons, like they dove on that on the 700 club and, and, you know, did the most deep dive propagandist nonsense to just prove how, you know, foul and evil and and soul-destroying the game was. And like I said, you know, mom ate that stuff up. Um, and they would occasionally have points where you could, like, call in, kind of like it was talk radio, like you call in and talk to them, you know, live on the air, and they'd, you know, 
pray with you or whatever. And I can't remember many of the details, but I do remember there was at least one occasion where mom had called into the 700 club and actually made it through the screeners and was on air with these guys talking about, oh, my poor son, the devil has, you know, tainted his mind in playing this game, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which, again, I, I'm sure she thought that was a, a good thing and was doing the best. Uh, you know, at the time, I kind of loved it because I thought it was hilarious. And like, oh, I, yeah. you know, it was bragging to my friends about, oh, my goodness, you won't believe what my mom did. This is, this is such a trip. Uh, we all had a good laugh about it. Um, I wish that there was, you know, somebody would have had the thought to, to, to record that, like throw a, throw a tape in the VCR and oh, capture that. Oh, we did. We had that. Oh, we do we? Had, well, we don't. Uh, but we, it was absolutely recorded. That's the only reason I knew it exists. So, um, I was ah. watching, um, geez, who knows what it was, but it was, it was uh, a small clip that was between several movies or whatever we had on VHS. And it just came up one day, you know, and it's a small clip and it's just, honestly, it's just mom saying, you know, like maybe two sentences and then they went on their little thing and that, you know, you know, that's all they needed. They just needed a little soundbite of a concerned parent, and then they went, you know, gung-ho on, you know, this is what this game does, blah, blah, blah. And I don't even think we got the full clip, but we definitely had Mom saying it. And um, <laughs> if there is a VHS collection that's still around, which I doubt this probably made it through, um, I couldn't tell you what tape it was on, and I'm sure it wasn't even labeled. It was just kind of one of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the only reason I knew of this, um, because, I mean – Truthfully, I didn't have a clue what D&D was or, you know, is. I knew that we, there was obviously some, you know, issues with uh, games or whatever you're playing. And, I mean, this this could also go back to, like, the He-Man. You know, even, even having He-Man figures and stuff was getting to the point where, like, they started questioning that kind of, you know. And even, mm-hmm. like, and if, I imagine if Star Wars would have came out maybe five years later, heaven forbid we use the Force. You know, that was right. sorcery. So, well, um, that's, it was, I guess, yeah, and that's one of the things that always puzzled me, is it always seemed very, very targeted and yet somewhat random. Like, oh, yeah. Star Wars was okay. Like, they're using the Force, and they're trusting to the Force, and, and, and all this stuff, and that was fine. But, you know, God forbid Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meditate in an episode that's, for three seconds. That's, that's it. Like, that's like, it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, I think that was the issue, was meditation. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, you know, and, and luckily there was nothing really that far that I cared about, you know, like there, you know, there was not a Dungeons and Dragons for me. I didn't have that same experience where, um, was an issue with what, oh, where there was an issue of something I really loved that they no longer let me deal with. So, right. uh, right. things are a little well, different. I don't have nearly as much. I, I mean, maybe music. When it started, maybe movies, like obviously I didn't get to watch certain movies or shows, but none of that really affected me. I think more so anything that, if there was anything that affected me was the constant commitment of, you know, um, going to church, you know, and that was right. like Liv- living life. at, at the second stop. home as the church. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just let no. me play freaking Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, in- <laughs> um <laughs> So no, I, I I enjoy very much the the uh, the craze of you know how 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 bad things got that mom had to get on a national television show and seek advice from the Doctor Phil of its time 
Um, right. Which I I do believe Seven Hundred Club is still in in on on air, and they had some long term comment. I, I but I imagine they're on free. They were still on free form. The last I checked, and I only know this from my Disney history, is that they when the station, the company that they were on, what, whatever the station was, when Disney right. bought them out, they had some long term contract, and they could not take them off air. Mostly in fear, <laughs> and most mostly in fear, in fear of the backlash um, yeah. from that very loyal uh, community. So, you know, if there are any Todd cast listeners that are also big fans of the Seven Hundred Club, and I imagine there's not going to be many, except for maybe one or two, um, you know, um, that you know, we might have angered them a bit, but. Todd, I um I appreciate the story today, but it is about that time as you might have heard we had a run in of one youth. Uh, yep. and now I yep. have multiple youths running in and I think that uh you also need to get to work on this June fifteenth yeah. yeah. at two fifteen. Lunch yes. break is over. Yes. It's 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 an odd time, but yes. Got gotta 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 earn that paper. Something I don't know what the kids say. Yeah, I got I got to get to work. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what the, the old part that uh, watch the Seven Hundred Club say. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, Eric. Um, good deal. G- give give my love to all the little people scrambling about uh, your feet. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, listeners, for 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 hanging in. Um, if you've got any questions, thoughts, concerns, or personal experiences you'd like to share, uh, wait a few seconds, and I'll tell you how to let us know. Um, and until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.